Uh, and I think what it, what it does is it shows us both that our faith and the person and work of Christ are so important for our salvation, right? When we say we're justified by faith, we don't just mean our faith is so awesome that mm. we're saved by it. Yeah. No, we mean, what we mean is that we rest all of our hope and trust in the person and work of Christ. Um, Welcome to the Guilt, Grace, Gratitude podcast featuring Peter Bell and Nick Fulweiler. This is a show about Christian doctrine for everyone from the historic Reformed tradition, delivered by two friends in an unscripted dialogue. Join us as we discuss how the finished work of Jesus Christ changes everything. Hey guys, real quick before we start this episode with Dr. Kevin McFadden on his book, Faith in the Son of God, published by Crossway. Please listen to the end of this episode to find out if you won last week's book from Dr. Glad, Handbook on the Gospels, and to find out how you can win this week's book as well. So we hope to see you guys on the other side. Are you in the Orange County or Santa Ana area? We are exploring a church plant, Santa Ana Reformed, with the oversight and accountability of Oceanside URC and Reverend Danny Hyde. If you are interested or you know someone who might be interested in the area, please check out our show notes for a link to sign up for updates. Our Twitter or Instagram at GuiltGracePod or Santa Ana URC for the same sign up link or simply email us at SantaAnnaReformed at gmail.com. We begin meetings on October 28th at 6.30 p.m. at 4th Street Market in downtown Santa Ana. Now on with the episode. Hello, everyone. Yet once again, it's another day of fresh grace and mercy. This is a book club episode presented by your brothers in Christ, Nick and Peter from the Guilt, Grace, Gratitude podcast, where we bridge the gap to reformed Christian theology for your listening pleasure. After this episode, as a reminder, check out our show notes for a link to today's book by Dr. Kevin McFadden, Faith in the Son of God. The Place of Christ-Oriented Faith Within Pauline Theology, published by Crossway, to order yourself a copy. And there's also a link to our network of the Society of Reformed Podcasters and a link to the North American Presbyterian Reformed Churches, as well as one for our Baptist brothers and sisters to find a church near you. Again, for today's book, we have Dr. Kevin McFadden, and he will be talking about his book, Faith in the Son of God published by Crossway. I'll hand it off to Peter. <clears throat> yeah, so we're excited to have Dr. Kevin McFadden, PhD from Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, Associate Professor of New Testament at Cairn University in Philadelphia, also co-author of Biblical Theology According to the Apostles. Kevin and his wife, Colleen, are members of Trinity Community Church in Abingdon, Pennsylvania, but we're excited to talk to him about this for our book club. So thanks for coming on, Dr. McFadden. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, thank you. Um, this was, uh, we're currently both reading the book right now. Right it's, in the middle of it, right in the thick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely a topic that needs to be understood and studied. And before I kind of go into my first question, I always kind of like to start it off or kick off the first question to asking who is this book for? Yeah, that's a great question. It's written, I mean, I'm an evangelical scholar. Uh, mm. And so I would, it, the first 
It is an academic book. So I think it's written for evangelical scholars, seminary students, but also pastors and lay people who are interested in theology. I, it is an academic book, but I tried to leave out as much jargon as I could and, mm-hmm. and explain as much as I could so that if you, if you don't have a background, you could, uh, you could pick it up and understand it. Uh, but it does have you know, some untranslated Greek and, and the, the kinds of things that might make it a little inaccessible to, to uh, some people, but that's just because of its nature as, as, uh, as a more academic book. Yeah, you wanted to definitely represent it well and be accurate, but you did did kind of um, make it where people like myself as a layperson, like I was able to digest some of this and, you know, yeah. with that. There's not that many words that are untranslated and they're all similar. So I feel like if you looked one of them up, you'd have a decent idea. It's like, oh, this word appears a lot in their books. Like, yeah, three <laughs> people look this one up. <laughs> Perfect. Um so taking a step back even further, what is some of the background and the influence going into this book? Yeah, uh, like the background for me? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I think uh, it probably goes back to when I was uh, doing doctoral studies and I'm, I'm reading a lot about uh, uh, a lot of people that are writing on Paul and I'm reading what they're saying about faith and it just doesn't seem to cohere with my reading of Paul as, as I'm reading what he's saying about faith. So I'm just trying to understand kind of uh, what's, what's, uh, what's the difference here? Why, uh, why, why are we approaching it in a different way? And then about 70 years ago, I was able to uh, study the issue a little more in depth. And I presented a paper on it in the, uh, at the Evangelical Theological Society. And then I published that paper uh, in a journal and then yeah, that was that was kind of the genesis for me uh, uh, to to get into the topic. Okay, and you talk a lot about <clears throat> Galatians two sixteen, how there's some pretty clearly written um, explanation from you, like how it's been incorrectly translated um, or interpreted um, on the faithfulness of Christ versus what you're arguing for faith in Christ. Could you brief, briefly kind of explain that for the audience? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, it's probably helpful to know that kind of the, uh, the context in which the book is written is this debate uh, among New Testament scholars called the Pistis Christu debate. And it started uh, around 1980. There was a dissertation written that convinced many scholars in the English speaking world, and especially in North America, that a phrase in Paul that occurs eight times uh, that's, that historically has been translated faith in Christ could actually and should actually be translated the faith of Christ or, or the faithfulness of Christ. And, uh, and as you mentioned, Galatians 2.16 is kind of ground zero because two of those eight phrases occur in Galatians 2.16. And, and Galatians 2.16 also, if you've ever read it, it's almost kind of a summary of yeah. Paul's argument in Galatians. So, uh, so that's kind of the background of the debate. Uh, I think my, my interest in the book is more with, more with kind of the broader theological question in Paul's letters. And, um, and I note kind of this, this argument that <clears throat> I call it the theological argument of the faithfulness of Christ view. And it's the view that Paul does not teach that we're justified by our faith in Christ 
but rather by the faithfulness of Christ. And, uh, and in my view, that's kind of a, it's an overstatement of Paul's contrast between faith and works. And uh, that, that's the primary thing I'm interested in, in the book. You can, you can actually, you could technically disagree with my translation of the phrase mm-hmm. uh, and still agree with my thesis in the book. Yeah. And I, I wrote it that way because so there's been so much debate about it. I just know I won't convince everybody, <laughs> but I think I can convince, I, I, what I'm more concerned about is showing how when you read Paul's letters more broadly, it's so clear that he teaches that we're justified by our faith in Christ, uh, even if you disagree on the translation of the phrase. Uh-huh. But I also do argue that the, tra- the phrase should be translated faith in Christ. Yeah. And I know that that plays out later on in the book um, towards some theological stuff that you that you talk about. Uh, and so you also kind of rely on a variety of Old Testament texts that Paul alludes to. And I, I know Habakkuk 2.4 is a big one. Um, Genesis 15.6 is another one. So why, why are these texts, not just for the translation of it, but for the theology of Paul behind this translation? Why, why are they so crucial understanding Paul's background in writing this? Yeah, well, I mean... I- I think the Old Testament is so important for understanding the New Testament. Uh, and, um, but um, I, specifically in this book, I, I have a chapter on historical context. So I try to uh, address a lot of the Old Testament, actually all the Old Testament texts that yeah. Paul quotes in his teaching about faith. And then also, also uh, he, he alludes to Jesus teaching about mountain moving faith as well. Uh, and uh, I, I it's important because it helps us understand Paul. I'll give one example. Yeah. In, uh, in, in Hebrew, uh, the verb, the verb to believe is, um, is aman. And it actually has, uh, well, Hebrew verbs have different stems and it actually has different meanings in different stems. So in one stem, it means to be faithful and another stem, it means to believe. And it's interesting that, that Paul consistently quotes texts from the Old Testament that that uh, speak about believing that that use that stem. Uh, yeah. So, so I think that gives us a hint as to what Paul meant when he was teaching us about faith. And uh, uh, so, one one example. Um, yeah. Yeah. So he's standing. He's, he's standing and he, he's particularly choosing. So he's not, he's not saying that other parts are, are incorrect, but he's particularly choosing some texts and saying, this is what I'm referring to, this idea of believing versus the faithfulness of something, the belief in something else. That's what he's referring to. Right. Like Genesis 15, 6, right? Abraham believed in God and it was counted to him as righteousness. Or yeah. um, Psalm 110, uh, Psalm 116, 10, I believe and therefore I spoke or... Isaiah 28, 16, those, um, the one who believes in the rock will not be, not be moved, not be put to shame. But he's, he's being intentional with his choice of words. It sounds like in, in Galatians and a couple other texts, like you say, based off of his Old Testament context, he's being very intentional, choosing these verses, choosing these allusions and saying, this is what I'm referring to, this belief in something that justifies versus the faithfulness of something that justifies. Is that, is that a good like summary? Yeah. Um, or, or at least we can, we can be helped to see what he means as we look at these different gotcha. texts, right? They shed, they shed light on 
uh, on his understanding because they've, they've so influenced him. You can think of like one text Paul cites is Isaiah 53, one, who has believed what he's heard from us. And that's in Isaiah 52 and 53. It's yeah, the servant text. Yeah. The servant text, right? Yeah. Uh, the suffering and, and, and vindicated servant. And that text has so impacted Paul's view. I think like his understanding of his mission, his, his, his uh, ambition to preach the gospel to those who had never heard it. Yeah. So I think they can really illuminate kind of what Paul means. Huh. Mm-hmm. And I imagine a lot of people might be hearing this episode uh, briefly looking at the book and thinking um, this is pretty like in the weeds, like this might be, you know, is this worth an argument worth having? It seems very much like maybe splitting hairs or, you know, a little too deep for me, but you make it pretty clear in your book that it directly affects our justification. So uh, could you briefly describe why this book is so, this, this clarification, this argument is so important for even people that um, are lay people to maybe even understand? Yeah, I mean, completely. And I can understand why people would say that. And then, and I would say even people who are like, you know, who know a lot about it might ask the same question Yeah, because it's just, it's been this debate that people keep having and you're like, why does it even matter? You know, <laughs> especially in a time when like we're debating everything, can't we just stop debating things? Right? <laughs> yeah. um, uh, and, and then on this topic, you might, you might hear about it and you might say, okay, there's this little phrase in Paul, it occurs eight times. And um, I mean, are isn't the faithfulness of Christ as important as our faith in Christ? And I would say absolutely yes. Uh, And so maybe it doesn't matter all that much. Uh, I have been convinced that it does matter how we translate the phrase and and the debate matters. And the the main reason I've been convinced of that is because six of these eight phrases occur in the most important uh, paragraphs on justification in Paul's letters. Romans 3, Galatians 2, Philippians 3. So uh, it really makes a difference in our understanding of how we are justified before God, which is really important. So, yeah. so I do think it, it actually matters at the end of the day. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I've read, I've read James, or I'm almost at the end of James Dunn's book on Paul. I've read a couple other books, E.P. Sanders on Paul. Um, so some of these people, our audience doesn't know, um, but the, the, the things that are striking on their justification chapters is you get in through your baptism and then you continually work within that to make sure you're still justified, which like it's both your, it's Christ's faithfulness, but it's also your faithfulness in your works. And I think that's his translation. And he goes based off of Galatians 2.16. He goes based off of Romans 4, I think. Um, a couple other texts, but he talks about it's he it's called covenantal nomism, and he talks about you have to still be faithful in the covenants within this to stay justified, to stay in in, in your place in Christ. Versus, I think your argument is no, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking, when you are justified, you're in this with Christ, and there's nothing that there's nothing you can do. There's there's no works that add on top of this stuff, and so. And that's, I think, the argument that you're making, the argument that Paul's making, too. Yeah, and I mean, of course, as, you know, Protestant evangelical Christians, you know, we would say, 
our works do matter because yeah. when we come to faith in Christ, we receive the spirit. He changes our lives and produces fruit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, um, but if that was the basis of our justification, right. Who of us could stand. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's, it's, it's, um, right. That's why Christ died for us is, yeah. um, so that we could be justified by grace, but yeah. yeah, our works are really fruit of gratification versus trying to do works to save ourselves right yeah versus our yeah. faithfulness <laughs> it's the yeah it's the faithfulness of christ to work through us mm -hmm. after faith in christ yeah. um so you you write in chapter five about paul's understanding of faith in christ or faith in the son of god is your is your book title displays um such so a trajectory for pauline theology overall so how he kind of how he constructs his theological outlook can you can you describe how this tiny phrase is so vital to understand, like you've talked about, in order to correctly interpret Paul and the argument that he's making in all these books. Yeah, um, yeah, I, um, I, I would qualify first and say, you could technically disagree with my translation yeah, of yeah. the phrase and agree and 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 agree with the, the the thesis of my book is that Paul significantly emphasizes Christ-oriented faith in his theology, and I that's one thing I I, I want us to see, but. On the other hand, uh, uh, I do argue that it means faith in Christ. And I think one thing I'd say is that it's interesting in all eight occurrences of that phrase, it's always with it's always after the word by. So it's, it's not just faith in Christ. It's by faith in Christ. Mm -hmm. And it um, it's the way that Paul indicates uh, the means by which we are justified uh, before God by uh, by trusting in Christ. And, uh, and I think what it, what it does is it shows us both that our faith and the person and work of Christ are so important for our salvation, right? When we say we're justified by faith, we don't just mean our faith is so awesome that mm. we're saved by it. Yeah. No, we mean, what we mean is that we rest all of our hope and trust in the person and work of Christ. Um, and that at the end of the day, we're really justified by Christ. Um, but it also matters whether we believe in him, right? Uh, so both it, it's a way of capturing both of those ideas. Hmm. It's not the intensity or the quality, like not the quality, but the quantity, like how much incredible faith we have. But as Jesus said, it's the, the that mustard seed. It's the right. tiniest little faith in the object. Right, right. Yeah. No. The way that I've kind of come to understand it too, and cor help correct me if I'm maybe missing the mark on this, but outside of Christ, we're literally dead. So we, we can't muster up anything. He needs to impute uh, the ability for us to even have faith. Even the, the ability to even have faith is a gift. Right. Yeah. I mean, all of our salvation is a gift, right? Even, even even the faith that he gives to us that's even yeah. part of what's pre procured for us in the work of christ and well, you could, uh, um, i think oh sorry keep going oh no i was just saying i think that's clear in paul's letters and of course it's it's clear in in the protestant reformed tradition so so if you could um summarize your thesis of this book what this book is meant to give your readers if they can come away with a paragraph and this is what this book is about a sentence about what this book is about um what would you say is your thesis overall in faith in the son of god that you want your readers to come away with most primarily after reading this 
Yeah, well, I, I have a, a thesis of the book, and it, it is that <clears throat> it's that Paul significantly emphasizes Christ-oriented faith in his theology. And so I would say uh, that our faith really matters and that our faith is just fundamentally directed toward the person and work of Christ. Mm-hmm. And I think Paul teaches that clearly and, and, and really all of scripture does. But this, this might be coming out of left field. And this is a question that kind of came up and I, I didn't send it to you earlier, but is Paul different than what the gospel writers are saying in faith mm-hmm. or with Peter or with John's so when he's saying faith in the son of God, is that different? Cause I've, I've heard camps that say, and I, I know that it's a very popular idea. It's, it's been posted in New York times and all that stuff where people say Paul has a different idea of faith than Jesus. Jesus is all about good works and, and being a good person and, and listening to his teachings. But Paul is the one who's trying to like summarize and have doctrine and stuff and say like, Oh no, we have to, we have to make this clear. So is, is Paul any different than the rest of the new Testament, new Testament authors? That's a really great question. Right. Uh, and we could say, or the old Testament authors. Yeah. Too. yeah exactly. Uh, is, he, and, is he bringing a new thing to the table? Well, I think I would say that, you know, we believe that scripture is uh, inspired by God and written by people. Right. So that um, it uh, that the different authors of scripture do actually have uh, different ways of saying things uh-huh. and, and different emphases, you know, and, and in that way, we could say Paul is different. Uh, but theologically as a whole, uh, I mean, I think Paul is uh, appealing to the Old Testament, which calls for us to believe in God and, and even in Christ. Right. It's, it's veiled. It's hidden. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's a mystery that's revealed. But it's there, Isaiah 28, 16, um, Isaiah 53, 1, like you said, the servant text. Uh, Jesus himself, right? What does he say often? He says, your faith has saved you, right? Mm-hmm. And who are they believing in, right? Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, it's interesting. Um, and part of the reason that I wrote this book is like John's gospel. John often um, uses the verb to believe with Christ as the object. In a way that Paul doesn't, and you could you could you could walk away and say, oh, whoa, Paul doesn't really think of Christ as the object of our faith, but I feel like that's just it's a surface level difference that uh, misses uh, the way Paul actually talks about faith, and and that's one reason I've written the book is to show really how central uh, our faith in Christ is for Paul's letters. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. Yeah, people read very popular works by some authors, I mean, who sold millions of copies, Bartman being one of them, some people who said, no, let's, we have to separate these two people, these two camps. Paul is way later, he's going to say things that's not true what the Christian tradition has said. So I know people are going to have these questions coming into this and saying, well, the gospel writers say it differently. They don't yeah. use the same words. Therefore, they disagree with Paul. Hmm. You know, I, I mean, and that's just kind of a, it's a long-standing view, um, probably going back to Boltmann um, in the 20th century, a New Testament, very famous New Testament scholar. But I think it's been shown to be false. There, there's actually, a, a, there's an, I'll mention an academic book on this podcast. Yeah. I'm sorry. No and, and I know, but I got maybe just to encourage We have you. some nerds on this podcast. They still want okay, to learn. Ner- okay, yeah. perfect, perfect. Yeah, but there, there's a book written uh, maybe a decade ago. It was a dissertation by Maureen Jung, um, and uh, it's called Faith in Jesus and Paul. And I just, it's so careful. It's very academic, I'll warn you, but 
and it's one of these books that costs like $150. So knowing <laughs> yeah. that, you know, you can only get it in the library, but she, she just proves so carefully, I think, that, uh, that um, Jesus and Paul, their concept of faith is, uh, is similar. So mm. huh. good. Yeah, that's good. Because I know, like we talked about pre-podcast or pre-recording, that there's a big kind of deconstructionist movement coming in um, that's getting very popular and people are listening to that and their, their, their quote unquote faith is getting deconstructed. And, and I think a lot of times it does start with they see differences in Paul and Jesus, like you said, a surface level difference. Paul is talking of a different Jesus. Jesus has this different teaching versus I think your, your book doesn't make this exact argument um, particularly, but I think it does play out on, no, it's, it's pretty cohesive from old Testament, new Testament. They're talking about the same stuff. Yeah, I think so. And I, I try to demonstrate that. Cool. And so um, last question would be, and we can kind of pursue this a little further as well. So this, I've been loving this book. It is a, it's slightly more academic, but it's, I think it's also pretty readable. Um, there's not that many big words. It's just some Greek phrases that are untranslated. Um, and it's an, I think it's an exegetical, I think it's a masterpiece um, towards a proper understanding of justification, faith in the Son of God. So do you have anything else that people can be looking forward to after reading this? Like, I want to read more of this. This is helping me in my faith. I have, I have a, a better understanding of justification, better understanding of like what Paul is saying, where like they can say like, oh, faith in Christ, like, oh, we all believe this, but don't really know what it means up until they read this. So if they've, if that's, if that's true, somebody, what can they look forward to from, from more of, of what you have? Oh, well, I mean, right now, um, I'm, I'm trying to uh, take a break and get some yes. rest. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but I, I, I'm, I'm working on a little, uh, a little theology of Colossians and Philemon. And hopefully it'll be helpful for someone who wanted to preach or teach through the book. And, um, and I was going to say, there's actually, it's, it's, it is a new series by Crossway that looks, it's going to be really good. I think it's called New Testament Theology. It's edited by Tom Schreiner and Brian Rosner. And the first book is coming out in November. It's by Tom Schreiner and it's, um, it's a, uh, a theology of revelation and it's called The Joy of Hearing. Nice. Yeah, we're doing that with them in November. Oh, yeah. perfect. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, I'm glad people, yeah, that's, that's something we can look forward to as well. And before we jump off, I think you mentioned to the audience um, three main chapters that would be good for the audience to maybe grab their Bible and open after this podcast. Oh, yeah. After you're done driving, don't do it while you're driving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or you'll meet Jesus uh, a little earlier than you expected. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, Romans 3, Galatians 2, and uh, Philippians three, was that right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yep. Perfect. Cool. Well, I mean, this has been helpful for us. I'm hopeful it's helpful for other people who are looking for a book and this may not even be something on their, on their original <laughs> Amazon wish list, but yeah. I think it's something that, that deserves to be there to learn a little bit more about why we have faith in Christ and what that actually means both for Paul and old Testament, new Testament. So thanks for coming on Dr. McFadden. Oh, thanks so much for having me. We hope you guys enjoyed that book club episode. As always, we are turning pages and God is turning hearts. So <laughs> that will never get old. And I will never not laugh at that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Dr. McFadden is a great guy. We enjoyed that conversation. It's a great book. 
He's more than okay. He's, he's, he even like he even likes our stuff on social. Yeah, media, he, so he he's like the most interactive <laughs> professor I think that we have. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's a great book. Um, it's I think it's got a good blend of some technical stuff, but also some like really practical stuff as well. So he gets into the weeds on some language stuff around justification, faithfulness. But he also makes it really practical saying, hey, this is actually how it, like this is how it affects us in our Christian life day to day. Does it in the last chapter. So if you guys want to kind of dig deep, but at the same time, get really practical. It's a really good book to read on <coughs> a phrase in the Greek and how we translate that phrase in Galatians kind of has a big impact on on the whole letter and our justification as a whole. Yeah, I like books like that where you can read when you're done reading it, you know how to immediately apply it. So, yeah, um, yeah. Good. like deep stuff, like academics and technical stuff is like actually pretty practical. We just don't think about it that often. Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah, thankful for scholars like Dr. McFadden who make this stuff clear and concise. So it's good. Yep. And our good friends at Crossway yep. help us with some giveaways on books like this and this is no different. So, nope. uh, so this is a, a reminder to you guys how you could win it. It, if you donate to our show, uh, and it's available and you want it, uh, mm -hmm. that's an option. Another option would be to like retweet us, quote, yep. quote, retweet that kind of thing. Um, or rate and review us on uh, iTunes. Only if it's five stars and a great comment, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're actually gonna we're gonna we're gonna take books away if it's less than five stars. <laughs> we're doing that now. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's reverse. It's reverse giveaways. Yeah. Um, so that's the instructions, and I hope uh, I'm sure this one is gonna be very popular and high demand. So yeah, yeah. Crossway's already been kind of pu pushing this and. We're excited to partner with them and, and push it a little bit further. So, yeah, hope you guys enjoy this one. And, um, yeah, it'll be a great giveaway, and that's a great book. It's not too long, not too deep, but very practical. So, yeah, then we, we have a winner for Dr. Glad's book. So, Nick, if you want to announce that. This individual has been very uh, supportive of us for a while retweeting us saying really good things yeah. always saying another good episode brothers that kind of stuff so urban puritino um yeah we'll send you a copy of this book and uh just same thing as usual you can um either email us or yeah. you can direct message us and we'll find out where you live and we won't tell anybody where you live but we'll just ship you the book yeah we'll just say <laughs> we know where you live yeah and then uh yeah so congratulations Yep. So yeah, let us know. Shoot us an email. Direct message us. We'll get it out to you as, as soon as you email us. We'll we'll get that. We'll get shipped right off. So yeah, that was good. And just to let you guys know too, we have. I think we just agreed for. I think we're booked out with Crossway until November. So Crossway's got a bunch of good stuff coming out. Mm -hmm. um, same people that we've had on before. So you guys get some repeat guests and. Um, look forward to more stuff from Crossway. They're they're a great publisher and a lot of good stuff. Yeah, and I mean, we're dedicating our entire season three to Crossway. Yes. Well, they're dedicating to us versus vice versa. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're, we're just doing a mutual dedication. Yeah, we got 
their covenant theology book that we're going through. <clears throat> we're gonna have we're gonna have some cool collaborations with that one too. It won't be like season two where it's all professors. We're gonna have potentially different podcasters on with us who will who'll do the season with us. We'll have some professors, we'll have some pastors. Um, yeah, we're just trying to mix it up and and make sure that this is a kind of an easygoing conversation that you guys learn more about the faith. Yeah, yeah. And it's a it's a book that um, I believe Reformed Theological Seminary is part of the curriculum and going yep. through it too. But uh, it is, um, it kind of works out because our seasons are around 25, 26 um, episodes. And this one is, it's 27 chapters and each, each, each um, episode is going to be a chapter and we're just going to go through it. And sometimes, like you said, we, if we're lucky and we're not promising anything, but if we're lucky, we'll have like every now and then the author of that chapter yep. on, and, and, and some of them have been on our show before. So we, we think that we're good friends with these guys, right? So <laughs> even if they don't think they're friends with us, we think we're friends with them. We, yeah, we are. We're, we're just following them around like a puppy dog. So exactly. Um, but, and then we'll have some like surprise special guests. Yep. So like you said, hopefully um, we haven't really gotten confirmation from anybody yet, but, yeah, but I'm sure it'll always work. We're working on it. So we have some special guests coming up that we're, we're working on for you guys too, that we want to introduce good, solid podcasts from the same perspective, but from kind of a different voice. So we want to, yeah. we want to, we want to introduce some of that stuff to you guys. So, we're excited for that. That'll start, I think it's like two weeks from now. We'll start season three. And then that goes all the way until January of next year. Holy moly. That's, it's a six-month season three, which if you think about it, season two was six months. Yeah. Yeah, that was a lot of edification, a lot of learning, yeah. a lot of a lot of well, uh, we're hoping growth. Yeah. And we will uh we'll have a, a special announcement for that one too. We might even have a giveaway for that whole book thing. So if you guys win that, you guys can go through that with us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're excited for that. And then um, this coming Monday, we're having our like season two reflection episode. We're, we're going to talk about the things we learned, people that we met and um, all the good feedback we've gotten. Nice. Yeah. I mean, uh, if you're listening to this right now, uh, season two is over we just want to thank you guys for listening to yep. it and uh, give us feedback what you liked and uh, what you learned don't don't say anything negative um <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um but no i'm just kidding but uh really uh, just uh you know we want to we want to feel encouraged and and know if this is really helping people out so yeah and then um we'll also have and again, I'm not going to spoil it yet. We're going to have a big um, announcement also on Monday that we'll, we'll be teasing um, outside of the season two reflections that you guys can get excited about um, for potentially those who live in the Orange County area. So we'll, 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 let, we'll let you guys know about that when, when that happens. So, mm. yeah, we're excited. I'm intrigued. I, I don't even know if I know what this is. You do know what it is. Oh, tell me offline. I, I think I'll tell you offline. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Remind me offline, I guess. I got a lot going on. I got, I got, I got total dad brain these days. That's all right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we got some cool stuff. We're, we're super excited. We got a bunch of stuff coming out, but yeah, we've been really encouraged and we're hoping we can just stay encouraging to you guys. Yeah. If this has helped bring Jesus uh, 
to one person in the entire world, it's been worth it. Yeah. Totally. So, um, anyway, uh, my, I guess my random comment would be, oh, yeah. yeah, this one is, um, kind of describing pres- Presbyterianism. Um, it is not the essay, the essence, but the bene essay, the well-being. It's for your own good. Hmm. What does that I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're asking me. We're turning the tables. Well, um, what it means is, uh, I won't. I won't spill. I know what it means. Like I want to see if you know what it means. Well, I how it was brought to my attention was a, a kind of a uh, rhetorical question to me. Is like, do you think only Presbyterians are in heaven? I was like, of course not. Like, I was going to say, yes. <laughs> if you don't, half, if you don't duck your babies, you're not going to heaven. Half our guests would be very uh, upset by that. <laughs> but no, Maybe I'm just I'm uh, yeah. You guys can prove me wrong. No, I'm just um, I believe that at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. If there was only Presbyterians in heaven, it would only be like one street light up there. So <laughs> <laughs> that's true. And yeah, so, really get excited. It would just be yeah. worship, and everybody would be somber. We need some Baptists up there to keep things lively. Well, and if you remember from the Dr. Ba episode, how when we're talking about the kingdom of heaven, how big that's going to be. Oh, yeah, that temple. There's, and uh, there's no way there's just Presbyterians. <laughs> so, <laughs> trust me, so I don't the, want just Presbyterians in heaven. Trust me. The, the I'm, point I'm is, as Presbyterian as Presbyterian gets, and I don't want more <laughs> of me in there. Um, the point is uh, that you know, as long as you have the the essentials down of salvation and give your life to christ you're going to heaven but we believe we're presbyterian for a reason we just believe that you know yeah actually kind of i described to one of my friends it was actually i was reading this in a book like two two months ago something like that um no actually we were on a we were on a podcast with something that's coming out in like a month for you guys but we recorded it like two months ago it was on baptism and john calvin and it was how a lot of Presbyterians don't actually baptize enough adults because we're not actually evangelizing all that much. We're only really baptizing kids because people just get born into the church. So it, was true. Kind of, it was a needed rebuke. Like, hey, Presbyterians, like it's we can also baptize adults who come from outside the faith. Yeah, this is true. It's kind of like tunnel vision, like thinking totally. that you're only baptizing babies but you know if someone's never been baptized and they're an adult they need to be baptized so So, yeah that's a good thought i like it so uh we we love you as a brother sister in christ if you're not presbyterian um i love you slightly less (laughs) we we would uh (laughs) probably explain and defend why we're presbyterian but nonetheless we're excited to uh, hang out with you in eternity in heaven um, and we'll see we'll see who's more right I guess <laughs> yeah it'll be the Presbyterians in higher heaven and Baptists in the lower oh geez we're not going to the LDS route <laughs> on that <laughs> I'm just kidding we'll all be in the same heaven yep we'll be baptizing our babies <sighs> the, 
they're already gonna be baptized. It's true. No, it's true. I just I like yeah. making jokes about this. Yeah, I'm well, off. I'm off my joke game today. I'm sorry, guys. Peter's not, way more wittier than me today. I'm like just out of it. That's all good. Cool. Well, we uh, we will see you guys on Monday for reflections episode, and then get stoked for season three the following Monday. All righty. Oh, we also have Dr. Kruger. That episode comes out oh, next Thursday. You can't forget that. I that was a great episode. That. I won't tell him. I won't tell him that you almost forgot. <laughs> you better not, because he said we were friends mm-hmm. after, and I felt I felt <laughs> we did. Yeah, yeah. He's a great guy. Uh, he's been uh, pretty inspirational about getting this podcast going, and he didn't even know it. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's a great guy. Uh, that was a great episode. You're gonna love the book. Yep. Um, and uh, we will catch you guys on the other end. All right, peace.